Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters. Welcome to this online service. We've been talking about the importance of the heart because everything we do according to scripture, it flows uh, from the heart. And uh, that's why the scripture urges us to guard our hearts above all else because the effectiveness, the quality of our work, our ministry, it all depends on the heart. And we've been learning to guard our hearts. We have to be careful about what we receive into our hearts, the information, the words uh, that goes into our hearts. And also we have to guard what comes out of our hearts because that will also tell us what is inside. Uh, and last week we learned that we have to guard our ways because uh, there will be a lot of distraction or temptation that will come our way when we are going about God's way. And those temptations will defile our hearts so that we become double-minded or we even uh, move away from the right path that we should be going. So this week, we want to talk about guarding our heart against our own wickedness. You know, the book of Jeremiah 17, 9, tells us that the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? So sometimes we really do not know what is in our hearts until we are squeezed, until we are under pressure, until we go through trials. Then we realize, oh, you know, different things are, are coming out. And that's when we know the true state of our hearts. So that's why we need to guard against some of this, uh, this wickedness that could be in us because they will influence and, and manipulate our decision, how we make decision. So this is our topic uh, for this evening, guarding our hearts against the wickedness that is in us. And uh, God looks at the hearts of men, you know. Uh, and let's look at uh, 1 Samuel 16, verse 7. 1 Samuel 16, verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the law looks at the heart. Let's see again. The law does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the law looks at the heart. So we learn that God, when God looks at things, He looks at it differently from what we are looking at. And God looked deep into the heart. God looked at the motive. He looked at the intention uh, uh, beyond the, the outward uh, uh, manifestation. And uh, even the prophet Samuel, who is such a spiritual man who hears from God, when he went to the house of Jay-Z to anoint one of his sons to be king. He was so drawn to the elder son and, and, and the rest of the brothers. 
because they looks good. And so God wants uh, 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 Samuel and tells Samuel, do not look at the outward appearance because God look at things different from what men are looking at things. So that's why it's so important for us, even as the prophet Samuel got it wrong, that's why it's so important for us to have such an openness in our spirit to allow God to speak to us. Because many times we think it's like this, but it is not. You know, that's why God resists the proud because there are people who talk as if they know so well. They talk with arrogance and, 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 and so on. But uh, many times we, we do not really know what it is because God looks at the heart. So we need to guard our heart against the deception of man-pleasing. Many of us, we are influenced by people. We make decisions because we wanted to be accepted by the majority. We wanted to be well-liked and well-learned. And as a result, those kind of influence within us in our hearts causes us to make decisions that that try to please those people that we we want to gain their approval instead of walking in God's way doing what God wants we end up being swayed by the external influence or, or by people uh, that is around us Galatians 1 verse 10 Paul says, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I was still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. So Paul says, my goal, I'm a servant of Christ. And we are because we're serving Christ, not not people. So in order to serve Christ, we got to empty of ourselves. Right? And uh, our desire is to please Him and not people. Because a lot of times we say things, we make decisions that will in fact offend people, that will cause people to dislike what we say or what we do especially preaching the Word of God. You know, sometimes we can be so intimidated by people that we, yeah, we say the right thing, but we, it comes out in a different tone, different emotion, different emphasis. So even though we are saying what we need to say, but it comes out in a way that people don't get it because it didn't come out with bonus, it didn't come out uh, with uh, certainty, and we put it in such a way that people miss what we are saying. So Paul is saying, am I still trying to please people because I'm a servant of Christ? So even though what I preach, what I say may offend these people, 
but I will continue to do it because I am the servant of Christ. So we are servant of Christ. So we need to uh, check our heart because many times people intimidate us, causes us to say things, not to offend them, and to please them rather than to please God. So how can we know uh, whether what we do is pleasing God, acceptable to God? How do we know? Jesus in Matthew 7, verse 20, he said, Thus by their fruit you will recognize them. So we, we know the kind of person we are by the fruits, by what comes out. And let's look at the next verse, verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive up demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, you you evil doers. So, the fruit that Jesus, that God is looking for, isn't the great things that we are doing. You know, here is this man. Wow, he seems to be serving God. He is casting out demons. He is uh, uh, prophesying in Jesus' name. And he acknowledged Jesus as Lord. But Jesus said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only, only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. So you see, you know, we can't impress God by our ministry, by the things we do. Because everything comes from Him anyway. And He can do a much better job than we do. But God is looking into the heart. He's not seeing what men are seeing. He's seeing the heart. What is the motivation of the heart? Is it, the the things that we do, is it out of obedience to Christ? Or is it something that we wanted to do? To serve God. And uh, the next verse says that, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and put them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. So God is looking for people who hear from him and do according to his instruction, according to his will. I always like to use this example. And it may not come out exactly like this way for many of us, but you get a meaning. You know, if, if, if God were to send me to Africa, want me to preach, in, uh, to live in Africa, to, to minister to Him in Africa, and 
I say, oh, no, I don't want to go to Africa. Weather is too hot. Uh, the, the condition is bad. Uh, security is not that good, and so on and so on. I have many reasons. And then I said, you know, I wanted to be a businessman. I can earn a lot of money. I can send money to those poor Africans. I can support the ministry. In fact, I can support 10 more people if I work as a, as a, a business person. You know, I will give. I will, I will serve God. And indeed, I, I serve. I even serve in church over wherever I am. Preachers, leading cell group, and so on. But remember, God is calling me to Africa. That's where He wants me to go, not here. But I'm doing all the right work, just like casting out demons, prophesying. But I'm not doing the will of my Father who calls me to, to, to Africa. And this is like what Jesus is saying and how Jesus addressed it as away from me, you evil doers. You evil doers. You see, God looked at things different from what men are seeing. You know, that's why a lot of people say, oh, it doesn't matter. So long as they go to church, so long as they believe in Jesus, well, in one sense, it's true, but it's not true. If God has put you in this place and wants you to be shaped and mold and to be broken, and you run away, and you go to another place, and yeah, you could be serving there. You could be even become a leader there. But who is the law? of your life. That's why Jesus said, not everyone will say to me, Lord, Lord, are going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Only he who does the will of the Father. And uh, so God looked at things differently from men. God looks right into the hearts. So we need to guard our heart from man-pleasing, right? Because we can be tempted to do what people want rather than what God wants. And then secondly, we had to guard our heart from the deception of partial obedience. The deception of partial obedience. I know this is a very familiar passage, but I think there's some truth that will come out. We know that God has sent King Saul to go to the attack the Amalekites, to war with the Amalekites. And the instruction is for him to kill everything and not to take the roots, uh, the roots, the things from there, because these are uh, rich, successful uh, uh, people. They have gold, you know, they, they have valuable things. But God doesn't want them to take any of their, their stuff. No livestock, nothing. Okay, uh, and Saul went on that mission and he defeated the Amalekites. But because of the pressure of the people, because the people are motivated 
by the things that they see. They wanted to keep some of those things because they are so beautiful, they are so valuable. And King Saul, because he was afraid of those people, so he gave in. And when the prophet Samuel came, the prophet Samuel said to him in 1 Samuel 15, verse 18, And he sent you on a mission, saying, Go and completely destroy those wicked people, the Amalekites. Wage war against them until you have wiped them out. Why did you not obey the law? Why did you pounce on the plunder and do evil in the eyes of the law? Why? Saul's response, but I did obey the law. I went on the mission the Lord assigned me. I completely destroyed the Amalekites and brought back Agar, their king. The soldiers took sheep and cattle from the plunder, the best of what was devoted to God in order to sacrifice them to the Lord your God at Gilgal. So here, Saul did go out and he defeated the Amalekites, except he did not obey fully what God said. And as far as God is concerned, you have not obeyed my instruction. That's why Samuel the prophet comes and says, why did you disobey the Lord? But in our mind, when we partially obey God, then we would defend ourselves. You see what I do? You see I use my own money to do the ministry? You see? You see? We ignore the fact that we did not obey God in the things that He wants us to do. There are parts of it that we like, that we obey, but there are things that we did not. But we spiritualize it, you know, by saying, look, I'm giving the best to God. This is what Saul is saying. You know, the, the animals that we kept, we're not supposed to keep them, but we kept, we kept the best for God to sacrifice. Can't you see? We are obeying the law. So that's what people talk to me. They say, you know, I, I, I use my money. I, I do this ministry. But God looks at things differently for men. God looks at the heart. So King Saul was really deceived. He thought he has done and he has obeyed God because he did obey partially, right? But he ignored those parts that he chose not to obey because of the people. So we can focus on some right things, good things that we have done. But as far as God is concerned, according to the words of Jesus, we are just evil doers who did not obey the will of the Father. And so Samuel continued to say in verse 22, but Samuel replied, Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the law? To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination or sin of witchcraft, and arrogance 
like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, He has rejected you as king. So God placed great emphasis on obedience and obey fully His word that He has spoken to us. And so we got to be careful because otherwise we fall into the deception just like King Saul. We do so much of what God tells us to do, but then there are other things that we deliberately or, or unconsciously sway by people, trying to please people, and we give in to the opinion of people. And uh, God says that is rejecting the word of the Lord. That is rejecting God. But we say no, like, like King Saul. We know, I win, I obey. I did what you tell me to do. Can, can you see? It happens in church a lot of the time. You know, people who obey partially. But we, we thought it's grace. You know, we believe in Jesus. It's okay. We couldn't care what the Word of God says. But this evening, I think we better seriously look at this very, very familiar passage and get what, exactly what God is trying to tell us. He said, you rejected the word of the law. And so he rejected you as king. It's a rejection of God when we disobey him. No. And uh, the way that God described what we think is trivial, because we did obey the law. And after all, you know, we're going to sacrifice the best to the law. God called that rebellions. So sometimes some people, they are in ministry. They are doing what seems to be very spiritual, giving, you know, what seems to be the best to the Lord. But God said that's rebellion because that's not what I ask you to do. Right? I ask you to destroy them. But you choose to disobey. And he Describe this kind of rebellion as witchcraft. Because King Saul was using spiritual ministry to control people. He was afraid of the soldiers and the people because they wanted to keep those things. And so he spiritualized his rebellions, you know, by taking the best and offering it to God as sacrifice, as worship. But God is saying no. That is witchcraft. That is using spiritual uh, power, spiritual uh, sacrifices to gain authority, to gain position, to gain following, approval for yourself. That is witchcraft. And, and that is a serious accusation from God that we need to take note and apply it to our life. We don't want to end up 
like telling Jesus, Lord, Lord, I prophesy in your name. I uh, cast out demons in your name. And Jesus said, depart from me, you evildoer. We don't want to end up like that. Okay, so here, Saul partially obeyed God. God said, that's rebellion. God said, you rejected me. You rejected my word. So I'm going to reject you. But to us, it sounds very spiritual and so on. So just be careful. Are we obeying the Lord? Or are we using some spiritual ministry that we do, but actually we are rejecting what God wants us to do? And then it says, arrogance is like the sin of idolatry. Arrogance. Saul think that he can do what he wants just because he has obeyed the Lord in uh, part of the, the, the commands. And he was so confident. He said, I did obey. I follow what you said. Arrogance. We make ourselves like God, you know. Uh, it, it's arrogance is like the sin of idolatry. We, 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 we are like God. We decide. You know, a lot of people, it's not God who decide. It's they, them. I like this. I want this. I, you know, even though what they say is harmless, it could be spiritual. But it's not about what we say, it's about what he says. And we need to choose to obey what he commands us rather than what suited us. So obedience is better than sacrifice. And uh, arrogance is like the sin of idolatry. You know, we have we serve a different God. We serve ourselves. And then, finally, to guard our hearts against our own wickedness. First of all, we got to be careful about man-pleasing. Secondly, we got to be careful about the deception of partial obedience and uh, even using spiritual things, ministry, to justify our disobedience, our rebellion, our arrogance. So it's not about what we want, it's about what He wants, what He wants us to do. It's not the great things that we do, no. None of that. But rather, what God commands us. So we, the third thing is we need to be confronted by people who know the truth. If we want to get out of this kind of deception, we, we need somebody to confront us because we cannot see. Saul, King Saul cannot see. He thought he has done it. And when, when, when the prophet came, he, he just welcomed the prophet because he, he didn't realize of what he has done. It's so wicked and so sinful. 
And so we needed to be confronted by people who knows the truth, uh, truth. Not according to our interpretation, because Saul would say, look, I give the best to the Lord. I, we keep the, 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 the best sheep to sacrifice to God. So you see, it's our own interpretation. But we need people who really know the heart of God, who really know the truth to confront us. And the prophet Samuel knew. So that's why the prophet Samuel was able to confront him and tell him, you know, what God has asked him to do. What is the truth? What is the word of God? And so that Sam, uh, so that uh, Saul eventually come to realize his own sin. And that, that's why in verse 24, Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned. I violated the Lord's command and your instructions. I was afraid of the man, and so I gave in to them. There you are. Saul was trying to man please and follow what the, the demands of the people, what they wanted, knowing that that's against God's command. But yet he gave in to them because of his own wickedness in his heart. The man-pleasing uh, part of his, his, his life and his heart to gain approval, to be assured uh, of his uh, keeping his position. So sometimes we, we, we don't realize there are things that is the wickedness inside us that is controlling us, manipulating our decision making, and manipulating how we say things, how we look at things, until we are confronted. So Samuel confronted him, look, this is what God says. He asked you to destroy everything, not to have anything, uh, not to take back anything. This was the word. This was the truth. Unless those around you, they really know the truth. Otherwise, our own deception, people will, will just take it, you know. So how many times people say, oh, it's okay, they go to another place, uh, 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 so long as they love God, so long as they serve God. Don't you see it's a contradiction? Because they are rebelling. They are disobeying God. And that's what they are doing. And we are saying, oh, it's okay, it's okay. You see, we don't know the truth. So I hope to, tonight, this scripture will come on with a, with a true meaning that we take seriously. It's doing the will of the Father. It's doing what He wants. Not doing all the good things that we think is good and, and, and even spiritual things what we want, no. God is after the heart. God is looking at things differently from men. He's not looking at our success and, and the great achievement. He's looking at our hearts, looking at our obedience to follow Him. So let's guard our hearts against the wickedness that's inside, against the trying to please people, against those trying to spiritualize and explain away our rebellions, our disobedience. And let's see them as witchcraft. Let's see them as uh, uh, this uh, uh, the arrogance, you know, uh, uh, as uh, 
what what does the Bible says? Uh, yeah, as idolatry, arrogance as idolatry, and uh, so, and all these things we know is what God reject, what God frowned at. Okay, so may the Lord bless us, and, and may this word really uh, just just uh, speak to our hearts so that we can examine ourselves. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your words. We thank you for the truth that you are bringing to us clearly and clearer each day. Lord, we do acknowledge that so often we are deceived by our own uh, pride, arrogance, rebellion, and we explain away our rebellions as if it's okay and spiritualize it. Father, I pray that tonight your words will just be the light that shines in darkness so that we can see our wayward way so that we'll turn back to you and, uh, and seek you so that our hearts will be right with you. We thank you, Lord. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Bye-bye.